All right, let's get into some job statistics here. Employment rose in Alberta, Manitoba, Nova Scotia, and PEI held steady in B.C. and Saskatchewan and New Brunswick, while Quebec and Ontario made up the bulk of job losses. According to Stats Canada's monthly labor force survey released today, B.C.'s unemployment rate was at an 8% in January, which was up from 7.2% the month before. I'm pleased to welcome to the show now B.C.'s jobs minister, Ravi Kalon. And Ravi, to kick things off here, what are your initial thoughts through the first month of 2021? I mean, obviously, B.C. has been one of the leaders when it comes to pandemic recovery and restoring employment close to those pre-pandemic levels. And we're continuing to see that trend hold true here at the beginning of 2021. Yeah, and uh, and you nailed it. I mean, we're in the middle of the second wave, and uh, our economy continues to show how resilient it is. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, uh, there's, I think, two main reasons for that. One is people are doing the right thing. People are staying within their bubbles, staying uh, within their households and following the rules, which allows us to continue to uh, keep our economy open as much as we can. And, and second, all the supports that, uh, as government we've put out there to ensure that businesses have the supports to continue to operate. What do you think is kind of leaving BC as as a bit of an outlier, right? When you let's look at some of the major provinces, you know, look at Ontario and how they've struggled to kind of get back to pre-pandemic levels. But we've just had such a uh, real substantial growth here in BC. Now, one of the, the complaints I guess I get from economists is that a lot of the recovery we're seeing does come on the back of part-time jobs. But we are starting to see a lot more full-time employment um, in, in recent months here. Yeah, the last three months we've seen a real shift to more unemployment, uh, uh, the numbers in part-time dropping and, and the numbers in full-time increasing. You know, what you, usually a good sign of economic recovery is, uh, you know, when you, when you go into a recession, you start seeing people drop out and stop looking for work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what we're seeing now is we're starting to see eight months of continued job increases. And we've seen uh, just this month alone, 28,000 people come into the job market to look for work. Uh, yeah, it, it, it messes with the, uh, uh, the unemployment number a little bit, but that's a good sign. It means people have more confidence and want to get back into the market. Um, is there any particular sectors that you're looking at that sort of need to, to pick up the slack here? I know when we look at the interior, we've done quite well, right, because of the, the industries that we have for employment, right, things like forestry. But obviously the mainland has had to deal with things along the lines of entertainment, right? The hospitality sector has been hit a little bit harder, and therefore, you know, places like Vancouver that rely more on those sectors are struggling struggling a little bit more to, to regain their employment levels. Um, is there is there a you know, obviously there's not much we can do for those like restaurants and, and, and concert venues. There's not much we can do until we get through this pandemic. But is there any other sectors where you look at and say there's real room for growth there? Well, well you nailed it, Jeff. Uh, you know, there's the, the hospitality and uh, tourism sector, which will continue to face challenges. You know, we're not going to see international tourism open up in the coming months. Uh, and so that puts additional pressures on but there is a huge pent-up demand for wanting to travel uh, certainly within bc and as the vaccines come in and we see a higher level of vaccination i suspect that you know we'll see a, a turnaround there and uh and there's a there's a bigger shift happening uh you know in the things that we thought were going to take five to seven years to happen are happening within a year um, more businesses are forced to have online online presence um, and, uh, and there's a big shift for e-commerce and and that's why we announced just last week uh, 12 million dollars for small businesses that uh, have always wanted to have a, a website with uh, the capacity to sell online uh, we've announced up to 7500 dollars per business to uh, to make that shift because this is this is the way of the future
Uh, now, speaking of that $12 million grant program for small businesses to help build a, an e-commerce presence online, uh, according to the you know BC Liberal jobs critic Todd Stone, our, our MLA here in Kamloops South, you know he's calling this too little, too late. I guess just what is sort of your response uh, when you hear um, comments from the opposition saying most small and, and mid-sized businesses that were going to make a transition to e-commerce, they've already made that transition because they had no other choice. So I guess what are, what are your thoughts on, on the opposition's comments at this time? Well, I, I suspect Todd hasn't uh, left his household for a while, um, and uh, and so he doesn't have a sense of where small businesses are at. Uh, you know, the Vancouver Board of Trade released a study just in Vancouver alone that 60% of their um, membership uh, said that they need support to make this transition. Every time I talk to small businesses, they see this change coming, uh, and they appreciate that this program is available. And so I think, uh, you know, I, I appreciate he has to find something negative to say, but this is a good program. We're seeing a big pickup. We had a digital online program that we had uh, just late last year to give supports to those who want to learn about how to go online, uh, and it was way oversubscribed, uh, huge demand for it. And so this was a good program. Uh, it's gotten huge positive response, and small businesses are, are, are the better for it. Um, and speaking of uh, just comments from the opposition as well, I know that there has been a lot of talk about uh, the Small Business Recovery Grant Program, uh, a lot of money that hasn't been uh, you know, taken up by, by businesses out there who could potentially benefit from that. I guess just what is the latest on that Small Business Recovery Grant? Are you seeing more money head out the door here? Yeah, we've got about $12 million that went out, but I think it's important to know a couple things. One uh, is uh, when I became minister, I met with the tourism sector, the, the small business associations, and we made some significant changes on their recommendations uh, in late December. We had just about, uh, just around uh, over a thousand applications come in uh, by the end of last year. This month, in January alone, we had well over 4,000 applications come in. So the changes have made a huge difference. Uh, and the program is two-step. The first step is businesses apply. We pay for their accountant to build a recovery plan for them. Uh, and once they've got that recovery plan, they submit it, and then we give them grant money. And so the delay in, in the money getting out isn't a delay. In fact, the businesses that have registered have now money to get their business recovery plans done. They're, most of them are doing that work now. Once they submit that, then the money will start getting out to them in a larger way. So you, you mentioned about $12 million of the, the $300 million fund has gone out. Are you expecting to see kind of drastic increases to how much money is, is going out here in the not-too-distant future? Uh, I suspect so. You know, we saw a big chunk of them come in the last three weeks. And so in the next month, we'll start seeing a lot of those applications come back with their recovery plans and then dollars go out. And, you know, it's, again, for governments always wanting to balance the need to get money out, but at the same time, ensure that when the Auditor General calls that we've got all the pieces in place to show that we put in due diligence. Uh, Ravi, I wanted to get your thoughts here on uh, just a recent thing we're seeing, and this is kind of t close to me because uh, obviously I work in the media, I work in radio, and and uh, yesterday we were seeing quite a few cuts being announced by a company like Bell. Um, they you know they take the federal wage subsidy, um, they you know so the government's paying most of their wages, then they raise their dividends uh, that they're paying out to shareholders, and then proceed to you know have mass layoffs across their corporation. I just wondered, you know, if you look at sort of moves like that by a company that is you know really a, a, a massive company here in our country and and wonder should they even be getting these benefits should they be getting you know government handouts like this if they're not going to actually keep people employed uh you know it just it yeah. leaves a bad taste in my mouth for sure 
Oh, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth as well. And, uh, and this, uh, this pisses the public off as well. Uh, you know, during a pandemic, of course, we want to help everyone. Uh, of course, we want to help our small businesses uh, and, and some of our large businesses. But when you see things like this or you see things like skip the dishes, deciding to increase the cost on uh, everybody because we put in measures so that they couldn't exploit uh, our restaurant industry during the worst pandemic, it really pisses people off and, and rightfully so. And so this is a challenge for government is wanting to make sure we do the right thing and help everybody in this pandemic. But there are uh, some uh, actors who uh, use that uh, in, in a very negative way. And, uh, and it's just disappointing. Yeah. And you mentioned that the skip the dishes, is that something that the government foresaw? Like, was there any inkling that that could be something that would come online here once, uh, you know, they obviously put the cap in place. Everyone was happy to see that cap come in um, because we're all, you know, I hope well aware of just what happens when skip the dishes charges that 30% delivery fee to restaurants and how really that affects the bottom line for restaurants in a significant way. Um, So it was good to see the cap come into place. And then all of a sudden here uh, we get this extra 99 cent charge. Uh, Were you surprised to see that come into play or was that something that was kind of anticipated given uh, you know what what the government did here well i, I was surprised uh, i didn't realize uh, how arrogant of a company they were they they just they think that uh, the rules of british columbia and canada don't seem to apply to them uh, and they can find ways to skirt it i mean we're not the only jurisdiction that put in 15 percent cap uh, ontario california there's states all across the u.s but they didn't do that everywhere else they only introduced that here uh, and, uh, and so, uh, you know, we'll have to look at our next steps. I know the Solicitor General's office is looking at that, but they're making record profits. And, uh, and 15% cap is not, uh, you know, making them run out of business. They're still making a lot of money. Uh, but what they want to do in the pandemic is make a lot more. And, uh, and, you know, we have both ends, right? We have businesses struggling. And then we have this example of a business that is doing so well that, uh, they, they don't care about uh, they don't care about the local restaurants uh, in, in as collateral. Yeah, well, it's uh, it was real disappointing to see that. I know a lot of people were surprised when they were ordering uh, their deliveries and then saw this additional fee capped on top. I guess you know the the cap that was put in place, the fifteen percent cap, that was pandemic related, right? So that was just sort of a temporary cap. I guess when I imagine there's going to be some appetite to move forward with something more permanent uh, in the future here, and I imagine uh, when when that bill or legislation goes through and is read, there'll be some ways to try to figure out how to prevent another 99 cent fee from being added on on top of that. Uh, is that something that would potentially be on the radar here uh, in the next you know, few months or whenever a discussion around uh, delivery services comes into play? Well, we're going to have to look at something. I think there's uh, an agreement in the legislature from all three political parties as well that, uh, that we can't just let uh, these uh, operators operate the way they do without some regulations uh, it, uh, it puts, uh, you know, local companies at a huge disadvantage as well. So uh, I don't know what that solution looks like, but uh, certainly um, I think the industry, the, the restaurant industry in particular, has realized, uh, you know, how vulnerable they can become uh, with this uh, new technology. And, and I'm all for innovation and technology, but not every one of them is, uh, is uh, perfect for society as a whole. 
Ravi, really appreciate the time. I think there's lots of uh, good news within uh, our conversation here today, so really appreciate you coming on and highlighting some of that. Uh, just before I do let you go, though, um, you know, we did have a pretty uh, unfortunate uh, cert incident that occurred here earlier this week at the new Ampton Mine site just outside of Kamloops. A uh, 35-year-old father of four uh, losing his life in a mud rush incident. Obviously, a, a terrible tragedy for the community. We've seen um, the community really rally uh, behind uh, GoFundMe page has, you know, raised tens of thousands of dollars for the family, which is great to see, but, uh, you know, obviously doesn't replace the life that was lost. Um, just, I guess, what, what are your thoughts on, on the situation? Yeah, it's, it's absolutely heartbreaking. Uh, absolutely heartbreaking. And, you know, 35, so young, uh, four kids. I, I, I'm just, uh, I was shook up when I, when I saw that and, you know, I'm sending um, thoughts and prayers to, to his fam, to his widow and to his kids. And, and to be honest with you, uh, it just shows how amazing of a community Kamloops is. Uh, you know, to raise over $88,000 when their target was 25, and I suspect it's going to get much higher. Um, it's, it's the reason why people love the living in Kamloops, and you got good people there, and, and certainly can encourage people to uh, contribute if they can. Thanks so much for the time today. Always appreciate you coming on the program, and uh, have a great weekend. We'll catch up in the, the not-too-distant future, I hope. Yeah, my pleasure. Stay safe. All right, there you go. There is BC's Minister of Jobs, Economic Development, and Innovation, Ravi Kalon.